Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Breaking now a child shot. WRL is live with an update outside the home where police are investigating. Friends and family gathering in green tonight in honor of a missing North Carolina woman. The new clues we're learning in the case as her family launches their own independent search. The community is working together to get things as close to normal as possible. I'll tell you the efforts happening to rebuild and repair. The big heat will get worse before it gets better. I'm tracking who's likely to see new advisories and when. Breaking right now at 7, a child is in critical condition after being shot around 3.30 this afternoon. Good evening and thanks for joining us. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. Such a terrible situation. This is the scene. Less than an hour ago, the 3300 block of Mercedes Drive in Fayetteville. WRL's Mark Boyle in the Live Center Force. What do we know, Mark? Well, Dan, we know that child, we don't know if it's a boy or girl, is in critical condition right now. This is where it's happening east of downtown, right where this red dot is off of I-95 there in Cumberland County. Take a look at your screen. This is some video. The WRL breaking news tracker went to that scene shortly after we heard about it. This all broke right around 4 o'clock this afternoon. Investigators say when they arrived at that home, they found that juvenile, the child, unresponsive, rushing that child to a local hospital to be checked out. We know, do know the child is in critical condition. That's the latest detail that we have at this point. I did reach out to the spokesperson for the Cumberland County Sheriff's Department asking if uh, what type of weapon was used or if that child was shot on the inside or outside of the home. We don't know at this point. So this is an active investigation ongoing right now. We do have a crew working for more details on this. Updates on Fox 50 at 10 and on WRL at 11 o'clock. Let us know. Thanks, Mark. Right now at 7, we are following the disappearance of a Moore County woman. Alicia Watts was last seen on July 16th at the home of the man she had been dating for a year. Then on July 18th, her car was seen at a DMV in Anson County nearly 60 miles away from where she was last seen. Then a day later, on July 19th, a missing persons report was filed. New today, police have confirmed it was Watts' boyfriend who was found unresponsive in that car at the DMV on the 18th. And now family and friends, they are taking the search onto themselves, looking for any clue of where she might be. WRL's Julian Grace joins us live from a vigil near where she disappeared. Uh, what can you tell us, Julian? What are family and friends there saying tonight? Dan, before I get into the details, I want to show you this, just how much Alicia Watts is loved. Look at this crowd that is here right now. Many of these people have been here since 4 o'clock today. Now, those who live in this community have been calling, emailing, posting on social media. Some have even conducted their own searches for Watts. Now, Watts is known in this community. She started her own company serving those in mental health. Her family says she would never just miss work or not keep them informed. Tonight, we are expecting to hear from a pastor, from those who know Watts, and possibly from family members. But earlier today, we heard from volunteers who showed up just to set up. She means more than the world. She's a bright, energetic, 
sweet person, has the heart of gold, will give you the shirt off her back. Sweet as you could, she could be. I'm here right now just for support, for support. I know her, I know her family, I've been knowing them all of my life, so I'm here for that reason. Dan, that crowd just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It is 7.03. Now this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in the back as this vigil gets started. We will have updates tonight at 10 and also 11. Julian, she clearly has so many people who care about her looking for her tonight. Julian Grace in Southern Pines for us. Thanks. A man wanted for setting his girlfriend's mobile home on fire with five children inside is behind bars in Cumberland County. 41-year-old Patrick James turned himself into authorities yesterday after being on the run since this happened in March. He faces a slew of charges, including first-degree arson and seven counts of attempted first-degree murder. Investigators say James poured rubbing alcohol on a mattress. It set the home on Ken Brain Street on fire. Neighbors scrambled to get the children to safety. One child is blind and was in a wheelchair. Two of them had to be got out with the help of uh, the guy from uh, 1727. The rest of them got out on their own. And all I heard was a bunch of screaming and everything. And I looked out the window and saw the house was on fire. And I called the landlord and told him about it. Everyone made it out safely, amazingly. James is being held without bond in the Cumberland County Detention Center. Tonight, one of the tornado victims seriously hurt when that storm moved through is back home tonight. We told you about Ricky and Dale Carter. This is the couple who was thrown 100 feet from their tiny home into a field. WRL's Destiny Patterson is in Edgecombe County with an update on how they're doing. In this time of need, the community is coming together to help put back the pieces. We've been cutting up trees and dragging debris to a pile. The building that Dale and Ricky Carter once called home is still missing. Nearly a week after a tornado blew it away and seriously injured them. The building gone. This this room here, this it's gone. It's hard to imagine that this chair and this debris came from across this dirt road. This puts it into perspective just how far that couple was thrown during that storm. Dale is home from the hospital, but her mother says her type of Medicaid does not cover the rehab she needs to get better. She says Dale is suffering from a broken pelvis and was put on seizure medication to prevent brain damage. Meanwhile, Ricky, who has cancer, is still in the hospital with a broken leg and shoulder. It can happen to anyone, and we just wanted to try to help them. The state's emergency management office says the findings of the damage assessment should be available by the end of this week. Once we have that, then we'll know just how much state and federal aid is available based on those results. Destiny Patterson, WRL News, Edgecombe County. It wasn't that long ago that the whole world watched as Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest during an NFL game. Now another high-profile athlete, Bronnie James, the son of LeBron James, is hospitalized after also suffering cardiac arrest during a workout at USC. WRAL's Brett Nace joins us live after talking with a local coach and doctor who says this could be another teachable moment, Brett. Yeah, Ashley, they say it's a teachable moment about how important learning CPR is in case you're ever at a field like this one and someone else suffers a cardiac arrest. 
The news of LeBron James's son, Bronny, suffering cardiac arrest at practice spread across the country quickly. A friend of mine texted me that. Yeah. And I was like, what? Cardiac arrest? Bronny James? Well, first he said LeBron's son. So then I was like, well, which one? And then he said Bronny, and I was like, oh, wow. That's St. Augustine's head men's basketball coach, Chucky Brown. He says an incident like this has him and other coaches thinking twice about how hard they push their athletes. I think it's a scary thing, and just like I said, you know, knowing a guy like that has, you know, pretty unlimited resources, and for that to happen to him is like, let's let's think about what we're doing here. So and think about how hard uh, we push these athletes because we do push them. Which is why doctors at Duke are pushing to find out more about athletes and their hearts. There's a lot of athletes who have a lot of functional ability and within them, very infrequently, somebody has one of these things happen. Dr. Manish Patel is the head of cardiology at Duke. He says they are working to find out if there are ways to detect underlying conditions in athletes that may lead to an event like a cardiac arrest. Thankfully, it's a rare occurrence, but um, it's not a, a never occurrence as we've seen. That's why Patel's colleagues are researching ways to improve cardiac arrest survival rates. The goal is to have more patients with cardiac arrest treated with bystander CPR and early defibrillation. We're looking to figure out faster ways in the state of North Carolina with grants from the American Heart Association to get people CPR at a faster rate in different communities. Bronny James is still in the hospital tonight, but he is out of the ICU. Everyone that I spoke with today, just grateful that he's recovering. Ashley? The family saying he is in stable condition. Of course, everybody hoping that he gets a full recovery. Okay, Brett Neese, live at Broughton High School. Thank you, Brett. Well, you may have heard of getting the band back together again. How about getting the band's gear back to the band after it was stolen. Can you believe this? Well, that's exactly what happened. This was the Kelly Baker Band. $20,000 worth of stuff, their equipment, stolen. We first told you about them, about them last night. Uh, our 10 o'clock news, we, we brought you this story. The band was traveling from Long Island, playing in Raleigh over the weekend, when their U-Haul, with all of their gear, was stolen from a hotel parking lot on Wake Forest Road. Today, a bit of a happier note, as you can tell from the pictures, they were reunited with many of their items after they were dropped off at a nearby pawn shop. I feel like we're just running on complete adrenaline, just overwhelming gratitude, really. All of us just can't believe it, especially that Rickenbacker bass that um, my bass player was able to recover. That's it's a 1971 Rickenbacker, which is worth a lot of money and um, big sentimental value. Yeah, the crooks sound like some real geniuses. They drove down the road to the pawn shop. So uh, Baker went there to that pawn shop. Owners, of course, they did the right thing. They didn't charge the band to get any of this, any of this stuff back. She also says the owners are reviewing surveillance footage, and they'll be turning that over to the police and hopefully get somebody arrested for this ridiculous crime. What a stupid oh, thing to do. But the most important thing, they got their yeah. instruments back. Ay, ay, ay. Imagine receiving a bonus worth more than your yearly salary. Yeah. You may be going, what? Well, that's exactly good. what happened to UNC's system president. Yeah, so after the break, we're going to go in depth on how exactly one receives such a sizable bonus, while also highlighting generally the difference in pay between top executives and the typical workers. Kat? And if you thought today was hot, every other day this week is going to be even hotter and more humid. I'll let you know when the temperatures could near 100 coming up. This is In-Depth with Dan Haggerty. 
I'm Dan Haggerty. Uh, it is a special little segment that we do at 7 o'clock sometimes, and we spend a little bit more time on stories. We approach them a bit differently, too, than you would typically see on the local news. It's also a segment that really relies on you getting involved. I love to use viewer feedback. I love to answer your questions or get them answers by, answered by people much smarter than me. So please email me your thoughts at dan at wral.com. Now, today, I'd like to do a segment within a segment called, wait, what? It's something that I asked myself after reading this story from, uh, from, our, uh, from one of uh, the newspapers in Charlotte there last week. UNC system president pulls in largest bonus yet. It's bigger than his base salary. They're talking about Peter Hans, who got a $475,000 bonus on top of his $425,000 salary. That's taxpayer money and lots of it, especially if you uh, might be one of those median household incomes. Uh, the average in North Carolina, less than $57,000. Now, the board justified the money by saying basically that Hans is knocking it out of the park. He's working well with lawmakers. He can recruit top talent, and he hasn't raised in-state tuition. But on Facebook, uh, Kashi commented on the story saying, this is so unfair when you are using taxpayer money. See, she's angry that lawmakers do things like argue over pay raises for teachers and state workers or about raising the minimum wage, but they don't scoff at a big bonus for one man. Or when, remember this, this headline here, when some members of the UNC Board of Governors, the same people who approved the bonus for Hans, criticize the university's free tuition plan for students whose families make less than $80,000 a year. So. If you also said, wait, what, over Hans's bonus bucks, I get it. But first, let's go in depth and start with WRL's Jack Hagel. See, he is our state government editor. editor. He has spent years with the Wall Street Journal and covered big business executives for much of his career. There are very few people who can do this type of job and do it well. And, um, and the market is the market. Um, there are only so many people out there in the market who are capable of doing this job who have proven that they can. Right, so uh, when it comes to this type of job specifically, and when it comes to Hans, his pay, though it is big, is in the middle of the pack. I mean, there are states that would pay much more for him to manage much, much less. Even Hans's predecessors made a much larger base salary. Margaret Spelling and Bill Roper, they both had base salaries around $775,000 a year with only $100,000 in potential bonuses. So in comparison, Hans's deal is kind of built to pay for results, and Hans has been delivering those results. Now, in the private sector, they're looking for a return to investors, for instance. Uh, here, they're looking for a return to taxpayers. Is the university system providing value to the state? We've heard time and again from corporations that they move here because of the quality talent pool, and the universities play a big role in that. So there you have it. And to all of this, you might be saying, Dan, I don't care. I don't care. Performance, competition, the market, so what? It's still too much money. I mean, maybe you're one of the people the census just talked to in their most recent household pulse survey that reports nearly 40% of Americans are struggling to afford their bills, a 25% increase from the same time last year. Or this 2021 study from the Economic Policy Institute that found CEO pay has skyrocketed 1,400% since 1978, finding that in 2021, the ratio of CEO to typical worker compensation was 399 to 1. That's up from 1989 when it was 59 to 1, and 1965 when it was 20 to 1. Then again, that is the private sector, which I should say isn't apples to apples, but 
does share trends with the public sector and everywhere in between, like our government-controlled monopolies like Duke Energy, which I've highlighted several times before in this segment, who also pays big for strong leadership, paying CEO Lynn Good more than $21 million in 2022, up from $16 million in 2021, all while lobbying lawmakers to raise your rates. So again, if you're still saying, wait, what? I'm here to hear your thoughts. So please tell me what's on your mind. Ask your questions. Here's the email again, dan at wral.com. Let me hear your opinions on this story or anything else you want us to discuss, and we will go in depth. What? That is a lot of money. <laughs> All right, Dan. Hey, football season is almost here. The Carolina Panthers veterans are arriving at training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina today. Practices start tomorrow. The team's rookies have arrived at Wofford College for camp. Training camp will continue through August 10th, including two days of joint practices with the New York Jets on August 9th and 10th. It's all ahead of the team's first preseason game against the Jets on August 12th at Bank of America Stadium. Let's take a live look at Carolina Beach. Oh, just in time. It's like we cued these birds to come through our frame right now. What a beautiful shot as the sun starts to set over the lake. Meteorologist Kat Campbell uh, joins us now. Kat, uh, we have got some seriously hot temperatures on the way. Yes, we do. A nice beachy breeze would be nice with some of these temperatures on the way. We expect our heat index to be back in the triple digits again starting tomorrow. And when you look at the daily highs, those are the numbers on the left. They're up there, 96 tomorrow, 97 Thursday, 98 on Friday, and 99 the peak of the heat on Saturday. But now let's factor in the rising humidity each day. So it'll feel like about 100 tomorrow, 103 Thursday, 107 Friday, and 108 on Saturday. So it's really Friday and Saturday that we're talking about dangerous heat in the forecast. Take it easy this weekend. Make sure that you're spending some time inside in the shade and try to uh, drink plenty of water as well. The big heat is with us. A big area of high pressure that we've centered over the southwest. This is in the upper levels of the atmosphere. It begins to shift to the east as we head into the middle and end of the week. And that's what's going to be driving our highs into the upper 90s again. Awfully close to that 100 degree mark on Saturday. Above normal temperatures expected even during the long range forecast. So let's take a closer look at Saturday's forecast. Maybe you're heading to the mountains to try to escape the heat. It's going to be tough to do it there. 85 in Boone, pretty remarkable. 92 in Asheville, upper 90s here in our viewing area, just within one degree of that 100 degree mark. 96 in Wilmington. Today, it was our 30th day this year in the 90s. We had 94 today. The hottest we've been so far at RDU is 96, so we should be three degrees above that by the weekend. On average, we see 43 days a year in the 90s, but the record, you know, we've seen as many as 91 90-degree days in 2010. At Lake Gaston, a beautiful sun setting in the distance, or it will be down the road. It's a nice evening at the Point Restaurant, but boy, it's hot. We don't see any boats out there today. And the dual Doppler 5,000 radar nice and quiet right now. We did have a few storms earlier and we'll leave in that slight chance through about sunset tonight. Otherwise, things stay nice and quiet. Tomorrow, 98, the heat index potential in Durham, 99 in Rocky Mount, 101 in Raleigh, 102 in Fayetteville. And by the time we get to Thursday, Check out the town-by-town town numbers. 99 even in Roxborough, 101 South Hill, 103 here in the Triangle, 
105 potentially in Fayetteville and Rocky Mountain. Once we get to that 105 number for consecutive hours, that's what could warrant a heat advisory. We'll keep an eye on Thursday, but I think it's more likely that we could see heat advisories issued for Friday and Saturday. Let's talk about rain chances. Not much of a chance for rain to really cool you off as we head throughout the work week. It's a 20% chance of a summertime pop-up storm each day. Saturday, a slightly better chance of some of those hit or miss storms firing up about 30%. And Sunday, we'll see more moisture moving in from offshore, so that bumps up our storm chances to 40%, but we're not expecting any widespread soaking rain to make a big difference in terms of watering your grass or your yard out there, so keep watering. Okay, Kat, thank you. Hey, Paris will make history when it hosts the Olympics next year. Next at 7, find out how and see a sneak peek of some of the events in store. We are getting our first look at how the Paris Olympic Committee is putting its stamp on the 2024 Olympic Games. It's going to be fun. They're going to be back in full force, too. It's been a while. Uh, first, the Olympic torch. The design, uh, The designer said its shape was inspired by the Eiffel Tower. What else? Uh, the top is polished smooth and can protect the flame from bad weather. The bottom half is sculpted to look like waves in honor of the River Seine that runs through the city. Only 2,000 torches will be made in an effort to reduce the carbon footprint of manufacturing as well. And organizers also released an animation of the plan for wow. the Parade of Nations, which is, I mean, how cool nowadays you get to see it before it actually happens. That looks like it's from a movie. Athletes will travel on boats down the Seine toward the Eiffel Tower. Spectators will sit on the many bridges that span the river in the heart of the city. This is the first time in modern Olympic history the opening ceremony will not be held in a stadium. I think it's a great idea. It. it is still summer break for NC State students, but campus will be busy this week. About 100 students on campus uh, for Spark NC. It's a hands-on program that gives them an opportunity to explore various high-tech careers. A portion of today's events showcased AI, right? What else? And how students can interact with AI characters. This video shows one of those characters features featured today. 16 school districts are taking part in this and each will open a Spark NC lab next month. Kids are so much smarter than I was. Aren't they? Was <laughs> That's not hard to beat me. Hey, thanks for being with us tonight. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRAL. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.